Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? This is John Patrick, uh, the dope ass dude. So I'm really excited to be here tonight with you all. And I'm really excited about the guest um, for tonight's podcast because he is definitely someone that I truly admire and someone that I um, am happy to know and blessed to know. And, uh, you know, yeah, it's going to be a great show and everything. And again, you know, before we get started, if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, please stop now. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, if you don't follow us on TikTok, make sure you go out. The Dope Ass Dude Podcast on TikTok and Instagram. And then also remember, there is a new episode every Monday. Um, so we are on episode four. And this is Music Monday. So I'm really excited to have this person because I think you guys are going to love them so much. And then also before Jeffrey comes out, let's go ahead. If you don't follow him on Facebook, you can follow him on Facebook at A. Jeffrey LaValley. And then also you can follow him on IG at A. Jeff Lava. So if you aren't following him, make sure you go out now, subscribe, you know, follow him on those uh, platforms. And yeah, I mean, I'm really excited about the show. So just a little bit of history here. So I've known Jeffrey for over 20 years. I was a minister music at a church here in Dallas, and we were looking for a clinician uh, to come in. And a good friend, Stephen Jones, recommended that I... Um, you know, bring Jeffrey down. And that was like one of the greatest suggestions I think I've ever received, you know, because it ignited a a relationship and a friendship that has lasted for a long time. But Jeffrey was also friends with a lot of people. I know the late Ronald Mater, um, someone that I respected. He's friends with Manya Logan. And she was a minister music that I served up under for a couple of years and someone I love and I admire. And he's just, like I said, has always been an extraordinary force uh, in my life. And this morning, I don't know what it is, but since I turned 50, I just cry like a lot. So, I mean, I cry, 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 cry. And this morning, as I was gearing up for the podcast, I honestly must admit, you know, I kind of like started tearing up. And I started tearing up because God is just um, so amazing. And if you watch this show, you know I am strong on divine connections. And I believe God is strategic. And I always talk about that and never taking for granted encounters that you have with people. But I remember I was like 16, 17 years old. And I used to play Hallelujah, Salvation and Glory, not knowing who wrote the song. And then just to think God, you know, placed that person in my life. And then also other songs that he's he's written. I just remember growing up, my home church, they sung his music. And it was music that blessed, you know, blessed the people and still blessing the people. So when I just look at that, and um, that's why I always encourage anybody I come in contact with, never take encounters for granted. And then also just be faithful to the gifts and the jobs and the callings God have on your life, because you never know where it's going to take you, who it's going to introduce you to. So, you know, just always 
be faithful to that. And we're going to go ahead and bring Jeffrey on out. You know, I don't want to take up too much time because it's all about him tonight. So we're going to bring him on now. Jeffrey. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. So y'all are going to learn Jeffrey is a prankster because I was just talking to Jeffrey about three minutes ago. And it was no hat or anything on it. And I could not see that until you guys saw that just now. But that is a point. <laughs> and why you would love this man, Jeffrey, Dr. Jeffrey LaValle, what's going on? Thank you. Thank you. I'm honored to be with you tonight. This is an honor for me. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, Jeffrey, tell, you know, everybody about you. You know, I mean, they, of course, now know you wrote, and I'm just going to call it, Hallelujah, salvation and glory. I understand. They know you wrote that, but yeah. tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I'm a native of Milwaukee. Uh, I came to Flint to play for my church in 1972. And I'm still at the church I came to play for in 1972, <laughs> 50 years later. I'm still there. Um, I, I'm just me. Because yeah. that's all I know how to be. You know, I, that, that you, when you get me, you get no pretentiousness. You get no, you know, no grandeur. I'm just Jeffrey. And I probably always will be that way. I mean, I'm, I'll be 70 my next birthday. No sense wow. in me changing now. You know, I, I just, I'm thankful uh, that uh, God has done so much for me. This is amazing. I mean, it's truly amazing. Nobody could even tell me that uh, how he's blessing me today, what happened. I said, nah, but he's done so much within the last three years that it's unbelievable. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And no, so I love the fact that you say you are just you. And, and, and he's not just saying that. He is, that's his motto. That's how he lives. But Jeffrey, have you always been that? Because some people, we struggle with, just being us you know it's sometimes it's a challenge just being us because there are so many pressures on people in general men women black white to be something how do you master just being you just being jeffrey i don't have sense enough to be anybody else you know <laughs> i'm just <laughs> i'm uh i was brought up in a single parent home my mother was married. My father died when I was five years old. So I didn't know my father, uh, but my mother made sure that we were grounded, you know, not only uh, religiously, but in life itself. She wanted us to be all of us, all four of us to be grounded uh, and to realize that tomorrow it could be somebody else. So the blessings that you're receiving now receive them go for it. you know the people that you're meeting now there's a purpose to everybody that you meet you know it may not come into fruition that minute or that hour or even that year but eventually the purpose of your meeting those people comes to pass so I, that's how i was that's how i was taught to just be be who you are at all times because you never know uh who you meet 10 years from now may need to 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 come back into your life and for you to change on them can be drastic for your results yeah and oh my god i live by that i honest to god dude that is 
you have everybody you meet, you know, you, you have to treat it sensitively because you never know. And a lot of times we just take things for granted. We think we, we, we live in the now. Sometimes it's not always the now. It's now that you meet them, but it's later that they bless you or exactly. that is revealed. So, yeah. Oh, wow. So then also, so I heard this little tidbit. You learned to play the piano on a piano that your mother bought for your sister. Yeah. Right. Um, my dad was alive at the time. They bought the piano for my older sister. Um, and my dad had said that no son of his would ever play the piano. And I used to go to my sister's music lessons and just sit there. Uh, my father was killed in a train truck accident mm. when I was five, um, August 3rd, 1958. And, uh, my sister continued her lessons. And one day in September, uh, my mom said that this song kept playing over and over and over and over, and she got sick of it. And she went to go in to tell my sister to switch to another song, and it was me. And I've been playing ever since. <laughs> oh, wow. Why? And you know, the funny thing about a problem when some people hear like your dad didn't want you to play the piano. They, I mean, they're kind of like stunned by that, but because like right now, kids are able to express themselves however they want to express themselves. But when you were growing up, even myself, you know, when you were growing up, it was certain things that boys or men weren't yeah, supposed to. Yes, you just did I not mean, do it. And depending on the mentality and the upbringing of your parents determined what you do later in life. And that, and that was real deal there. And my dad was a trucker. He was a preacher, but he was a trucker. So everything was, you know, uh, he did not, he wanted me to take over the family business. Um, and people ask me, well, do you think that his death uh, was for your benefit? I can't say that. Uh, I think his death was his death. Mm -hmm. And that that was the his purpose in life and his purpose here uh, was over, and God called him home. That's yeah. all I can say. And then in in the process, I got a gift uh, that I'm really really grateful for. I'm grateful for what God has given me. Yeah. Every day of my life, I'm grateful to be able to to just sit down and play. And some days, I just when I'm at the church, I just go in and just play yeah. because I can. You know, he gave me that. And sometimes, you know, uh, we need to minister to ourselves as much as we do minister to others. So sometimes, you know, just playing, I'm helping to heal Jeffrey, you know, because Jeffrey got issues too, yeah. <laughs> you know. And a lot of times we don't like to face those things, but uh, it's been amazing. It's been an amazing life. Yeah. And, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad your mom, you know, you know, nurtured your creativity and that she didn't keep the, you know, belief of your dad and she allowed you to do it. Because, Jeffrey, now this is so funny, but it is true. So, you know, in that video where you were playing with the legends, um, so, and and you started out playing Watch Ye Therefore, right? Yeah. You started playing that. And then maybe like when they was finishing up the first verse of the song, this other cat came and got, you know, on the piano. No lie, Jeff. Every time it gets to that part, I hit forward and move on. <laughs> Why? I don't listen to it after you get off the piano. <laughs> listen, you, you, 
You have to listen to what well, I listened to it one you, time. I listened to it one let time. Me, let me tell you why you have to listen to it. That gentleman is Herbert Picard. Herbert Pee Wee Picard, who was the keyboard player for Dorothy Love Coates and the Harmonettes for years. He was also the keyboard player for the Voices of the Tabernacle out of Detroit and for Mount Mariah Mail Course and for Reverend James Cleveland. Mm -hmm. uh, the original version of I Shall Wear a Crown uh, was recorded, well, not the original version, but one of the recorded versions uh, of I Shall Wear a Crown was recorded by the Angelic Choir and Pee Wee was on the piano. And uh, at that session when we were doing that, I thought about it and said, my God, the guy that played this is sitting right behind me. So I turned around and I told him, come on, come on. And he's and his first comment was well, key. You know, one of those, I said, we in B flat. And when I tell you that he played that song identical to the way that he played it on the album with James Cleveland and the Angelic Choir, oh, I, wow. I Identical, every nuance, and that was like fifty. It had to be fifty years different then. Oh wow, wow! And, and I was like stunned because I've listened to him since I was in my teens. He's one of my inspirations to play piano. Well, and Pee Wee, yep, Pee Wee, I might give you a second chance. Give but as chance. of today, I heard you <laughs> that first time. I heard you the first time I watched the video. But like now, when it comes on my playlist. And they get to that part because you can hear the difference in your plan and his plan. Because oh, yeah. uh, if you haven't heard Jeffrey play this, and then this is real deal. Jeffrey is one of the most phenomenal musicians here on earth. And this is no lie. Piano, organ. If you if you haven't heard him, go Google him. He is playing on everything. And you played even the original All in His Hand, right? Uh, yes, I'm on the organ on the original All in His Hands with unanswered questions, people. It's unanswered questions. Get it right. <laughs> so all of y'all been singing that song wrong for all of these. Cause what, yeah, yeah, yeah. So y'all been singing so unanswered questions. So let's, what is it? All in His Hands. I'll put it all in His Hands. Uh, all of my problems. Burdens. burdens. Unanswered Answered questions. questions. Yeah, yeah. I have a question. Unanswered. <laughs> and he was there at the recording of it, so he knows what the lyrics are. I was there when Michael McKay taught it. So, so y'all been schooled tonight. Unanswered <laughs> questions. So if you and, and go listen to the original, all in his hands, because that was recorded <laughs> by Charles Hayes, right? Uh no, the original was by uh, Florida Mass. Florida Mass. Right. So if Florida you haven't Mass heard that, go and Google it. But like I said, Jeffrey, even beyond that, Jeffrey has instrumental CDs. He was with New Jerusalem Choir. That was that, That's your church choir, right? It's my home church choir. Yes, sir. So you can Google that. I mean, and like I said, the Lord is my light. I mean, Jeffrey. Okay, so let me let me just stop. So you, most people know Jeffrey for Hallelujah, Salvation, and Glory, but Jeffrey has penned so many songs. I mean, it is amazing the catalog that he has. And just like, uh, because I don't want to minimize your career by just making it by revelations because your career is so big. I mean, it's amazing. 
Revelations is just a small bit of it. But Jeffrey Road, I mean, I know here in the South, we sung Show Me the Way. Y'all know that song, As I Travel Here and There. Let's let's clear the air because Uh everybody thinks I know wrote that. You didn't write that? John P. Key wrote that for us. Oh, wow. I thought you wrote that because, you know, when you look on YouTube, they got your name up there. Yes, they do. And then, but I'm going to tell you, so John P. Key wrote that. Okay, John P. Key, that's what I'm talking about John, I I can't take credit for that. John wrote that. He came in for that session and he wrote three songs for us. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Now, okay, but Jeffrey, now I know you wrote this next song I'm about to um, call out here. So, uh, but you have a little unique thing that we're going to deem tonight. We're going to dub it the Jeffrey (laughs) LaValle Shuffle. And I saw you do it on the video for Show Me The Way. I was going to play it on here tonight, but I don't want this to get a copyright claim on it. But uh, you 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 do a little thing with your shoulders and um, and then you did it on No Greater Love. And so when you, you was doing like this here and then on No Greater Love, you said, bam, bam, bam. I said, whoa. So we're going to dub that the Jeffrey LaValle wobble tonight. So I'm probably going to do that the right next time. <laughs> I was much younger then. <laughs> Arthur had not set in. Next time I direct, I'm going to do that, Jeffrey. <laughs> I'm going to do the Jeffrey LaValle wobble. So y'all already knew it. So Jeffrey, let's move on up because there is something that spectacular happened to you just a few months ago. So Jeffrey received his doctorate. So Jeffrey, tell us about that, man. That is amazing. Um. I cannot tell you how honored uh, I am to have received a doctorate in uh, sacred music, an honorary doctorate in sacred music from a Wayland Theological Seminary. Um, I'm still stunned, you know, because I never thought that I would see those two letters in that period in front of my name. I never thought that that, that would happen. And uh, for that to transpire, it just happened in October. Uh, I mean, I'm tearing up just thinking about it, you know? Yeah. Uh, when God opens the doors, he opens them for a purpose. And uh, sometimes we don't understand and we just have to walk through. Sometimes we want to question him, why I got to go that way? Well, no, no, just go. You know, if, if you trust him, just go and do what he said. Dude, you know, uh, uh, what is it? Proverbs eighteen sixteen says a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. You know, I have never tried to put myself out on front street. I've never tried to, you know, tell people this is what I do. Now I can do this. Or I've never had to ask anybody. Well, you know, uh, let me write a song for you. Or can I play on your? I've never had to do that. Somehow God has always made the connection. And even in getting the doctorate degree, this was a God thing. Hmm. Because uh, one of my friends was being honored by the, the university. And uh, when I found out he was getting honored, I, you know, congratulations. Or when is it, you know, can I come? So I contacted the people at the university and, and asked them what the procedure was. And the guy said, well, who are you? And I said, well, I told him what my name was. He, and, you know, you can tell when your name rings a bell in somebody's head. This did not ring a bell in this dude's head, okay? Oh, wow. He had no idea of who he was talking to. So he said, well, 
do me a favor. He said, send me your send me your bio. And I said, okay. So I sent him my bio. And two days before the deadline of their uh, their closing out their nominations, I received a letter congratulating me on being nominated to receive the honorary doctorate. So again, oh, wow. here's where God stepped in and said, okay, let me move this up a little bit faster. He did that for me. Uh, I'm I'm just honored, you know, but the, the funny part about the whole thing is I'm still Jeffrey. You know, putting doctor in front of my name did not change me. Uh, did not change my attitude. It did not change my disposition. I'm still a servant. As a matter of fact, I'm more of a servant now with the doctor in front of my name than I was before him because to whom much is given, much is required. Yeah. Wow. And then, you know, it's funny, you know, and I get his honorary doctorate and everything, but Jeffrey, you know, I don't know anybody who deserves it more than you, you know, and yeah, just drop that honorary, you know, you know, because you deserve it, man, your career and just not even so much your career, just your gifts and, and gifts musically and how you change the world and so many people you have inspired and the legacy that you are leaving behind. And I think that's something that is just extraordinary. People would know you in so many different facets. They will remember you, you know, and we ain't want them to remember you no time soon, but you know, you just, it's just amazing. It's and, just amazing. And uh, I'm coming your way uh, to Dallas in June. Uh, I'm being inducted into the Gospel Music Hall of Fame uh, for the Rhythm of Gospel Awards. Oh, wow. So again, here's a door that God opened. You know, I'm just, if, I, 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 if there's anybody out there that's wondering, how do you get to where you're going? Or, or how did you get where you are? Just let God do it. Just do it. You don't have to tell nobody you play or I was writing songs. Just put your stuff out there. Do work with where you are and work hard at it. Don't look for the attention. Let them look for you. You know, and watch God move in your behalf. Let them look for you. So many yeah. people need to hear that. Let them look for you because it's like so many of us, we are, you know going out and we are putting ourselves out you know there and is sometimes you, that's not what you're supposed to do just be patient and like you said let them look for you let them yeah. look for you you know wow. if, if it's for you it's going to happen yeah so jeffrey we have a question for you already it is okay. dr lavalley what is your method for writing songs i don't have one <laughs> Next, no, <laughs> it's not. I'm, you know, I have friends like Michael McKay. You can say snowstorm and give him three minutes, and he'll have a complete cantata. You know, he writes like that. Michael is prolific like that. I'm not. I don't have a formula. Sometimes the music comes, and then the lyrics come. Sometimes the lyrics come and then the music comes. Sometimes they both come at the same time. I mean, it depends on the situation. Sometimes I'm inspired by something someone says to me or, or, or sometimes I'm inspired by something I hear or by something I see. 
you know, uh, I, one song in particular uh, on Wilmington Chester's album, what he's preparing me when I we did just like that. I was with Frank Anthon White, and we were in the lobby of the Omni Hotel, and he was talking to some girl, and she was talking about, yes, honey, the Lord is on his way back, and it's going to be just like that. And all I heard for like three days was just like just that. Like that. Yeah. Just like that. Just like that. And then the scripture came to mind, and it started falling in, you know, and everything just fell in line. And that's where that song came from. So there's not a particular method. I like to keep myself open. What I do tell any songwriter or anybody that wants to write songs is be sensitive to everything that's going on around you because you never know when something was going to be the catalyst to put you in songwriting mode. Wow. 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 And that is so key because you do have to be sensitive and yeah. open and just listen. Cause sometimes, and especially as musicians and songwriters, our mind is always noisy because we're creative beings. So we're always thinking and our brains, it just seems like we never calm down to the point that we can be sensitive and just listen to what is going on. And it's always, it's kind of like, a st quiet, still voice. I know we've all heard that before, but it is like that quiet, but you got to silence yourself and silence your brain so you can hear what's and going so on. Sometimes you get that, hey, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'll try to talk to you. You know, I, I, I don't know if anybody else has ever had, but I've had that experience. So, well, sit down, get a pen. I'm trying to talk to you. You know, I've had that to happen to me. Um, so you, you have to be aware of everything that's transpiring around you, you know, and uh, don't force yourself to write. Mm. Uh, it may take you an hour. It may take you 10 years. But when the product is finished, you'll know it. Yeah, you'll know it. And yeah, and because I'm, I'm kind of like the same way. So people always ask me, like, well, what's your process for writing? And sometimes, like I tell them, just like you said, it may take me a year or two to finish a song. Mm -hmm. You know, I just don't rush the process. You just let it happen when it happens. And let like you flow. said, be sensitive to what you're hearing because and then also what's going on in your life, too, because sometimes our life, you can start a song and something in life will happen and it will complete the song. But you have to be able to articulate it so Jeff, go ahead especially if you're talking about gospel music you can't write gospel if you don't know the gospel <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> well, i mean god. one of one of part of our arsenal as songwriters has to be the word of god it has to be yeah Okay, we're gonna leave that right there. So Jeffrey, <laughs> yeah, that, that's a nugget right there. So Jeffrey, one other thing. So we're gonna move on. So the BMC. I told you, I did my research. With yes, you did. <laughs> yes, sir. The BMI Trailblazer Award again, something that you deserve. So tell us about that and how did they like go about letting you know and how did you feel when they told you. I got an email um, that said, congratulations, you are a recipient of this year's BMI Trailblazer Award. And it had the young lady's telephone number on it, 
somebody in Nashville, I don't from BMI. I picked up the phone and I called her and I asked her, is this a joke? You know, uh, is this for real? She said, yeah, it's for real. And uh, come to find out it's from the work that uh, I, I didn't even do the work. Somebody else did the work. They took a sample of Revelation and uh, put it in their song. And uh, it uh, the nomination came from that. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So for those who don't know what BMI, BMI is the Broadcast Music Inc. So it is like who we register with. We have BMI. We have ASCAP. I don't know if there's anybody else. CSAC. Yes, CSAC. So we have those three organizations that we register. So they keep track of like our royalties and airplay and everything. So we get that part. Yeah. (laughs) So on a quarterly basis, there is a check that comes to us. So it comes from, like I said, BMI, one of those three organizations. And you get that. Like I said, they keep up with everything. So it's kind of complex now with streaming. But YouTube is on there. Radio. I mean, anything. Uh, Actual live performances. And then when you get your statement and you see your music is played in other countries, it's just like it's amazing, amazing people. It's amazing. It's amazing. So I, I just put that out there. So, but so Jeffrey just said something. He said he his song was sampled on somebody's um song. So Jeffrey, this is about to make a lot of people upset, but it's about to make me like one of the happiest people <laughs> in the world. Because yeah, so what who what is that artist's name that your song was sampled on? Kanye West. Yes, Kanye West, Kanye West. So all of you, (laughs) they can say what they want to about him. He may be crazy. He may have mental issues. The brother knew gospel song when he heard one, Uh, and uh, he he sampled it for his song Sila. They took eight seconds, I think, of it. Something like that, eight, ten seconds of the song. And uh, next thing I know, I'm getting huge checks. You know, my first check that I received for that song was larger than all of the checks that I've received in the history of my writing songs. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, Kanye, I done already put out a plea. I mean, a request for you to check your DM and be on this podcast. We need to talk about it. And not just the right for you, but because this book is phenomenal. It was amazing, you know, to me because I wasn't wasn't expecting that. And how I found out he'd even sampled it. My niece called me from Phoenix and said, "Uh, Uncle Jeff, your song is on Kanye West album. Girl, bye. I hug up in her face. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So when she told you that, did you like go like Google it or search no. it? No. <laughs> Bye. Then it was on the it was on the Super Bowl that year because it was in the Fast and Furious promo. Oh wow! And one of the local musicians here said. Called me during the Super Bowl and said, Turn your TV on, turn your TV on. I'm sleep. Don't be calling me about no Super Bowl and I hug up on here. But we find out that they had played that sample was on the on Super in the Super Bowl commercial. 
And that's how I found out. Oh, wow. And see, what people don't know, they think like, because, you know, it was a whole thing with Beyonce here recently with the Khalees lady. They think that a lot of times the artist has to contact the songwriter. You do not. They do not have to contact you, you know, because you you're already registered. They can find your publishing information. They can contact your publishing company or whatever. And you just like he said, you would just get a check. You know, if you don't listen to the music or the radio, whatever, you won't even know people have sampled your songs. And that's a good and a bad thing. But nowadays, most people tend to do the right thing and you know, give you a mechanical license or pay you your money or whatever. Right. And but, people have, people have, you know, asked me, well, you talked to Kanye? No. What I, for? We, we have, we have not had a conversation. He does not have my phone number. I don't have his phone number. You know, I haven't talked to any of the writers or any of the people that, you know, that were on, that did that. And then for them to turn around and he did the sample, then turn around and re-recorded the entire song on the uh, Christmas LP, you know? And I'm like, dude, really, thank you. You know, <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, but no no communication. It was just done. Then they did exactly what you said. They filed a mechanical license and they got permission to do what they wanted to do. So they, yeah. they don't have to ask us. If your music is out there, they don't have to ask us anything. That's why it is so important that you have your paperwork done. Do your paperwork. Do your copyright. Join one of the licensing organizations. Make yourself official. If you're going to be a songwriter, just don't be one. Oh, I just want the Lord to use me. Yeah, you want the Lord to use me. You want to get your check, too. You want to get your <laughs> check. Yes. <laughs> Every quarter, you want to get your check. Yeah, you want to get that check. Yes, sir. Yeah, because yeah, people do not get that. So let's go ahead and let's just talk. So we we know the artists. So for years, most of us in church, we have just said, you know, because uh, like I said, I've gone to church and I say, okay, we're gonna do Revelations nineteen and one, and they like, what is that? So Jeffrey, what's the name of your song? Is it Hallelujah, Salvation, and Glory? What's the name of that song? I don't know. What's what's the name of it? It's Revelation 19.1. That's the name of the song. Revelation 19.1. You can call it whatever you want to. As long as I get the check, I'm all right with it. Uh, <laughs> But it's Revelation 19 and 1. And earlier we referenced, you know, the gospel. And it came from the gospel. So, uh, yeah, Revelation 19 and 1. I'm sure people have called it everything but, you know, uh, but uh, that's what it's called. Okay, so my next question, because I've heard this song in every key. What key? Because I, I I know what the original key is, but you tell us what key did you write this song in? And because you modulated on your recording, right? Right. Yeah. We okay. So tell in, us the key. We did it in D flat, and we modulate to D, and that's okay. as far as we go. Yeah. So there you go, D flat to D. That's the original key. Because like I said, I've heard it in B, I've heard it in D. I've heard it in D flat C. I mean, when I first started playing, I only played in C, F, and B flat. So we played it in C, but I've heard it in B, B flat. Because I think people kind of like adjust it for their sopranos. So they're, right. They're on that. They're on the top note. So yeah. Right. Okay. So it's written in B flat. Okay. 
And then, so Jeffrey, now I know the story. Tell us about how did the song even come about? How did you write Revelations 19? We, we were in communion service. It was a Sunday night. We used to have to go back for night service. Um, we were in communion that Sunday night and the spirit was high. And uh, my late pastor, Bishop Otis Floyd, came out the pulpit, came out of off the podium with his Bible in his hand and flung his boat down on the organ just like this <laughs> and said, sing this. And I looked at him and I said, excuse me? And he said, sing this. And his finger was on Revelation 19 and one. Now, two things you need to know is one, I'm not a singer. Singing is not my ministry. The second thing you need to know is you have to do your ministry in order to be able to form the ministry, okay? Uh, so I was sitting there and I said, okay, now, Lord, my pastor has just asked me to sing this. And you got to give me something and you got to give me something fast. And I just opened my mouth and started singing the first melody that came to mind. Oh, wow. Uh, I mean, when I say it was instantaneous, it was instantaneous. And for about 45 minutes, all we sang was hallelujah, salvation and glory, honor and power to the Lord our God. We just sang that over and over and over and over. And I'm thinking, okay, well, that's the end of that. We won't remember that. Uh, it's over. And uh, it just so happened that the guys in the media room that night recorded communion service, which is something they never did. They never recorded communion service. And we were preparing for the His Eyes on the Sparrow. And I had seven minutes filler cut, filler time that had to be filled before we could you know, do the project. So I said, okay, well, let me see what if I can dress this up, put this in there and add a little of this. And so I added the little descants and added the for the Lord our God is mighty part. And just in case y'all don't know the alto line, it's all praises be to the King of King and the Lord of Lords, not the Lord our God. Anyhow, being being that being said, uh, they're trying to get I, some of your watches by uh, changing up the words so they can get a songwriter credit. And oh, listen, I got a story I could tell you, but I promise not to. Um, they uh, it came out to three minutes, and I asked my pastor. I said, "Well, you know, you want to do a little narration on this?" Sure. Now he did, and when he finished with what he had to do, and we had to, it came out to exactly. Seven minutes. Unbelievable. That's never happened to me. Exactly seven minutes. We recorded it. I'm thinking that's it. And here we are, 38 years later. People are still singing that song. Wow. It's amazing to me. Yeah, I mean, that is amazing. Because it's, 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 it's funny, like, how when you tell that story, first of all, Pastor, if it would have been 2022, Pastor probably would have got cussed out by his musician. Uh, yeah. I'm not doing that. You go <laughs> do whatever you need to do. But uh, that, right. who not doing that is me. Uh, okay. You so. are your own dude. Right. <laughs> so, uh, Pastor, you was covered by the Lord that night. But then also just to think of, because that's similar to like a story Doris Akers told about, I think that's her name. Um, there's a sweet, sweet spirit. Sweet, sweet spirit. How, she, yep. how it all came about for her too. And that, yep. that goes back to that be sensitive and just flow. 
blow, blow. Because that song, like I said, I, I played it when I was 16, 17 years old. And that's been over 30 years ago. That was not too long after you had wrote the song. But every decade, we hear that song. That song, like when I went and Googled it today, it is so many people that have recorded Revelations 19 and 1. Solo, choir, praise team. And like I shared with you today, I didn't even know that Maverick City recorded it until I was looking for it today. And when I heard them, and then I, I know Brooklyn Tabernacle recorded it. And that's like one of your favorite arrangements, right? That is my favorite arrangement. Yeah. yeah. So Brooklyn Tabernacle recorded it, Maverick City, Kanye. And then when you, cause and I've been saying this the past couple of weeks, Jeffrey, every morning I wake up, I say, hey, Google, play Kanye West on the house. So through my whole house at 5.30 every morning, Kanye is playing. Now, <laughs> That's too early. <laughs> He's playing every morning. But by the time I get home, back home from the gym, like it, it's like clockwork, Selah plays. And then you hear your song again, and it's just like amazing how the that song came about. Yeah. But thirty, because you wrote it in eighty four, eighty four, eighty four. So thirty eight years later, we're still singing it, and it's still blessing the house. And people have, you know, we're more into a worship genre, you know, worship style of music now, but. They transitioned from choir now to CCM. And I mean, it's just amazing. And now did did you, when you wrote that song, well, I know you probably did because it just happened that way. But after you recorded it, did you ever have a feeling that this song is going to do something? It's going to be around for 50, 40 years. No, I have never felt that way about it. Any song I've written, yeah, never. I, I mean, and and normally, after I record a song, so I'm done. I don't, I don't even want to hear it. You know, we're done after the mix and after all that stuff. I'm through with it. You know, let's move on to the next. But uh, I can't escape this one. Yeah, I can't. I can't escape it. Um, it want to escape it? No, not right now. Let's keep it rolling for a little while longer. Uh, it's been. Uh, I don't think like that when I'm writing because I'm, you know, when I'm ready for the next project, I'm ready to do the next song or let's, let's see what's going. So nobody could tell me that this would be, I, I almost want to say eternal, you know, because um, I've never had anything like this happen to me before, but people are still singing a song that I wrote 30 years ago. You know, um, it's amazing. Yeah. And that just goes to show you, like how, and I think it was Oprah Winfrey said this one time on her show, like she she always asked God to like bless her with some trees or something in her front yard. And now that, you know, she's successful and she looked out one day out her window and I guess her landscaping people must have counted her trees or whatever. And she, I guess she told God a certain amount when she was younger. And now she has over 2000 trees in her front yard when she looks in her front yard. And she just said, God's plan for us is bigger than our wildest dreams. And it's just like, 
Yeah, if you can dream it, it's, it's nothing compared to what his plan is for your life. And that's just like, just stay true to your calling. That's that's just yeah. amazing, man. That's amazing. So we do have a question for you, Jeffrey. So, and it's kind okay. of leading to that. So the question is from, hey, my brother said straight up, Real Talk. That's another podcast they've been on here with Surgeon Saron. Hey, shout out to you fellas for watching tonight. They said, is there anything Dr. Lavalle would like to do that he hasn't done yet? Yes. I want to meet okay. Quincy Jones. Hey, let me see here. We might need to start trying to make that happen. We start <laughs> Quincy. Uh, he has been a musical inspiration uh, when it came to arranging for me for years. I mean, since the Smackwater Jack album, um, that was even, I think Smackwater Jack was probably before you were even born. Uh, oh my God, am I that old? Jesus. <laughs> um, I, I, want, I just want to sit down with him and see how his mind works. You know, that's one of the things that, that I want to do. Every Pretty much everything I've wanted to do, God has blessed me to do it. I wanted to play for Aretha Franklin. I've done it. Oh, dude, uh, we, were, we was going to talk about, I know our time is limited. So how was that? Because like, <laughs> you could, Aretha, tell, me, you could uh, tell me nothing for days after that. <laughs> she is like my all-time favorite. I look because she was like a creative genius herself. And people do not get she, the genius that woman was. So you played for her, right? Twice. Twice. Wow. Twice. And I was in third heaven for a long time. You couldn't tell me nothing because this is something I had dreamed of doing since childhood. The first time she was here in Flint. And uh, she needed two tambourine players, and I was in choir rehearsal. <laughs> and uh, wait, 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 Jeffrey. She needed what? She needed a tambourine player. <laughs> she needed two. <laughs> and I was in choir rehearsal, and uh, Daryl Houston called me in choir rehearsal, and I never answered my cell phone in choir rehearsal, but I saw it was Daryl, and I had bought tickets to go to the show that night. And uh, he called and he said, Hey, uh, you know anybody that play tambourine? I said, yeah. So well, Aretha want two people to play tambourine tonight for the concert. I said, give me just a minute. I went and got one of my tenors who was just as good as I was at it. I said, hey, you want to play tambourine for Aretha Franklin tonight? Yeah. We left choir rehearsal. <laughs> and went down to the auditorium, played and got paid. And the next time I played for her was uh, for Joe Dumars retirement celebration they needed somebody to play the organ uh she was doing the star spangled banner and daryl again called and asked me if i was available to do it and i left work soon gone and i did it wow a wonderful experience and she was one of the nicest people i ever worked with you know you hear so many stories about her and even about reverend cleveland you know about how mean he was and all those are lies when it came to me because oh, when wow. I worked when I worked with Reverend Cleveland, he was one of the nicest guys I ever worked for. I mean, when he picked me up from the airport, I, I was supposed to produce the album for him for LA Messengers, and he picked me up from the airport and he said, The Valley, I hired you to produce this session. 
And that's what I expect you to do. Now, is you hungry? That's the only time I was there for a month. That was the only time we talked about that session. Oh, wow. He let literally put everything in my hands. He did not uh, step in to do anything. He let me handle the entire session. And the next time we talked about the session was the morning after the session when he was writing my check to send me home. Oh, wow. And we're talking about James Cleveland, people. The Reverend James Cleveland. The Reverend James Cleveland, the godfather of gospel music. You know, we just a brilliant person and brilliant mind. So, but Jeffrey, you know, let me, so we, I mean, and I know we about to get out of here, but your career again, so you play for the Pope, John, Pope John. You the song for the Pope's visit. Yeah. Yep. And you were music director for Tremaine Hawkins for a couple of years. Three and a half years. Wow. And then you have appeared on over 270 projects, whether it was producer, musician, songwriter, 270. And I have never had to ask anybody, can I play on your album? The Lord opened every door, every door, every door. Wow. And that's why I tell people, you know, again, it, it goes back to your gift making room for you. Don't be trying to make room for your gift. Let your gift make room for you. You know, you, more things happen that way. Um, there are 270 projects. Oh, wow. Wow. That's amazing, Jeffrey. It's the Lord's school, man. And I know you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know you. Yeah, I know you. It's like, that's what I'm talking about. That's why I be crying. Because it's like, I was raised up on you. And then for God to open up them doors. And just, again, it's people, it is strategic, you know, because I was the church that I met Jeffrey at. I was only minister music there for three years. And in that three years, I met Jeffrey and a couple other people and we recorded a project and it was just a small amount of time that God had me to do so much, meet so many people. So that's why when he sends you places, be ready to go, do a good job, make those connections and always treat people kind. And it's, it's not always in church. We're not all just talking about in church. We're talking about on your job, in Walmart, Target, wherever you go. If you meet somebody, you treat that connection with the utmost respect and yes, tender sir. because you do not know who that person is in your life. That's it. You never wow. know. Wow. Jeffrey, this has been amazing tonight, man. This has been amazing. But also, before we go to, because again, so Jeffrey, uh, he did No Greater Love on Keith Pringle's CD. I don't want to leave that. So I know when Easter come up, we we normally do the There Is No Greater Love. No, Jeffrey has an up-tempo. I had a uh, clip of that, too. Y'all will probably see it on Facebook tonight because it's probably just now loading up on there. But Jeffrey has uh, No Greater Love, up-tempo, contemporary song that is amazing for uh, Easter and even, you know, any time of the year. So let's not limit it there. But then also, and I told Jeffrey this here because I've recently heard this song, um, The Lord is My Light. Okay, now- Jeffrey wrote that. 
You no. did write that one, right? No, Jeffrey, the internet is giving you so much credit for other folks' stuff. You but sure you're not means, getting their checks? The lady that wrote that, Mother Lillian Balknight, she was 70-something years old. She was out of the Church of Narayan in Aliquippa, Pennsylvania. And they sung it like this. The Lord is my life and my salvation. The Lord is my uh-uh. So I went to her when we were getting ready for that album. I said, well, I'm big mom, I want to record your song. And she said, it ain't for a rock and roll record, is it? And I said, no, ma'am. Go ahead. And she allowed us to change the tempo and everything. And oh, wow. So, so correction, Jeffrey arranged that song. Yeah. Jeffrey yeah. arranged that song. So the Google give, give you credit for writing it. So Jeffrey hey, arranged that song. So, but even regardless, his arrangement of that song, and they people probably don't know it. So, and I'm not a singer, so I'm not gonna sing it, but go on YouTube and search for The Lord is my light. And I guarantee you, you have heard this song at some point in your life. I mean, it, I mean, I've heard it. Oh, I heard young choir sing it. Older choir sing it. I've heard it at funerals. I've heard it Sunday mornings. And that song wrecks the yeah, house. It no. wrecks the house every time. Every so, time you hear it. Wow, that is amazing. So, Jeffrey, you have like really blessed us tonight, man. I, I, I hope I've said some things that, are, you know, make you want to move on up a little higher, you know? Yeah. Oh, Jeffrey, somebody said he's still the same crazy, humble spirit uh, today as the day I met him. That's Leslie. Yeah, Leslie. Yeah, from <laughs> Pigam West. Look at that hair, dude. <laughs> you better give me a hair. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm still the same crazy. I can't help but to be. Yeah. Because I know so many people that uh, became popular and when they became popular, their personality changed and it didn't change for the better. You know, they became monsters uh, and it became detrimental to their career. You know, uh, so I, uh, I've always watched that. I've tried to be careful in that. You know, uh, I wanna treat people the way I wanna be treated. Now that doesn't mean that I'm gonna let you walk over me. Please don't take it that way, because the brother do have a temper. He's a Gemini, a people. He's a Gemini. Listen, and that other side will come out. Don't mess with me. <laughs> don't, don't you do that. That other side will appear. Uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I just just stay. I try to stay down to earth because I. You never know who that person that you're talking to, uh, or or dealing with is going to be a blessing into your life or going to sow into you, you know, or, or even not only just financially, but, you know, uh, the, the, the other ways, like there's, there's one guy that I played for his daughter at a funeral a couple of weeks ago. He asked me, is your dream still to meet Quincy Jones? Yes. He's working on getting me to meet Quincy Jones. Oh, wow. You know, because I played for his daughter at a funeral. He has those type of connections. I didn't know that. You know, but he's working on it. Wow. So I'm just waiting. Well, Quincy, after you meet Jeffrey, then you come on the podcast and talk to me. 
<laughs> I'm believing it. Kanye and Quincy are going to be on the podcast. Hey. Jeffrey, this has been amazing. And I know everyone is uh, happy to have met you and see the man behind the amazing song that they've gotten the title wrong for years. Yeah. It's not Hallelujah, Salvation, and Glory, people. It's Revelations 19 and 1. And you know his pastor came and slammed the Bible down and told him to sing this. Reb, you better be glad this one 2022. So, yeah. And for booking, if you want Jeffrey to come to your church, Jeffrey is still doing workshops and uh, all of that kind of stuff. Or you can even book him for, if you don't want to bring him there, you can book him for a virtual workshop that he can talk with your ministry and, and speak let, into let, that. Let me toss this in now. I know we're running out of time, but I have never charged anybody anything for anything I've ever done. Whatever I'm given is what I accept. I know people think I'm crazy, but the Lord will not allow me to put a price on what I do because he freely gave it to me. So I freely give to others. That's a blessing. So I'm going to put this on it because Jeffrey, we just had some brothers on here. Actually, that's straight up real talk. And they they was big on optics. So they, you know, they think, you know, church people, we shouldn't get paid that much. We should just like, you know, just come and give. So Jeffrey has a great motto. So don't give Jeffrey no less than you want and when you come to places. So folks, Jeffrey didn't say it. I said it though. So <laughs> right. <laughs> But Jeffrey, thank you for being here. And we're going to get you back on. So, because you said your church may, y'all may record next year. We're planning on recording next year. Okay. So you guys have some homework to do. Go Google Jeffrey, A. Jeffrey LaValle. Look him up on YouTube. Be blessed by his music. Go follow him on Instagram, A. Jeff Lava. Or you can follow him on Facebook, A. Jeffrey LaValle. And he is one of the most extraordinary people you will ever meet. So do not, you know, miss this encounter to be spoken into your life spoken into. And we will see you guys again on next Monday. Have a great New Year's and hope your Christmas was amazing. Peace. <laughs>